Hey, this afternoon, Peter, um, we'll be looking at a topic, or you will. It was actually the very first topic that we covered the first time I looked after your program. Water. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we can get it right this time. It's a, <laughs> it's a time of year when hopefully everyone's starting to drink more water with the temperature changing. And I thought um, we're so lucky in Australia with the quality of the water we have, but there's a few little things that I think are important just to tweak that a little bit further. So I thought we'd discuss how to have the best quality water today. That is the question. Are you drinking the right water with Peter Mullen, Health and Wellbeing? How much is enough? How much should we be drinking? Well, look, there's lots of different views on how much water is enough. We hear that two-litre amount banded around a bit, but, I mean, it can't be that cut and dry, can it? Oh, look, it, it, the one theory is that it's 33 mils of water for every kilo of body weight. So if you're, how does that, how good your maths? So if you're 90 kilos, then you should be drinking 90 times, say, 30, 2.7 litres of water a day. So it's actually a fair bit. Mm. Um, I usually sort of tell people you need to be drinking your, your two litres of water. It's just a good round figure. And that would include herb teas. You know, I don't include caffeine in that or alcohol in that because they're both diuretics and you actually wee out more water as a result of that. So, yeah, around the two litre mark. The other question is, um, or the other point is, you know, people say, well, how do you know if you're drinking enough? Well, I always say to the kids, but adults as well, Check the colour of your wee. You know, your wee is always going to be yellow in the morning, always yellow after supplements because your wee out a certain percentage. But you want your wee to be nearly clear or straw-coloured by lunchtime. If it's still yellow, you're not drinking enough water. You say nearly clear. What, normal clear is not good? Uh, well, maybe just slightly straw-coloured. You don't want to be drinking too much. Like I had a patient the other day, and they're drinking five litres of water a day. Oh, so my goodness. that's going to upset electrolytes yeah. and mineral balance. So you, everything, everything's got – with the body, you, you can have too much of a good thing, and you can have too little of a good thing, and water's a good example of that. Look, we'll get straight into it. Some calls for you this afternoon, Peter. And good afternoon, Ben at Maitland. You've got some water quality questions for Peter. Yes, thank you, Mark uh, and Peter. Hello, Ben. Uh, Peter, I've got a, a question really in three parts. Uh, you, you purchase water uh, in a bottle, and it's got an expiry date on the outside, and we put that in the fridge, and we try to drink it by the expiry date, but uh, sometimes not. Uh, then you get the, the boil water that you've uh, boiled the kettle, um, and it's left over, so I pour that into bottles and put that in the fridge. Yes. When it gets cold, and then just straight tap water, and we put that in the fridge. So, uh, are they all going to go off in a certain time, or what's what's the story with it? Which is the best? Well, look, the with 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 the three of those. So, the water purchased in the plastic bottles, um, in our water, if it if it's tap water, like our water is very well um, treated chemically to kill anything that shouldn't be in there so water should last for quite a while i'm a little bit against water um, being stored in plastic you know there's a lot more research coming out about um, bisphenol a and plasticizers so i would avoid buying water in a plastic bottle for starters Um, Mm -hmm. if you boil the water um, the only thing you're really doing there it's already pretty sterile like there shouldn't be anything living in it but um, all you're doing there really is getting rid of some of the chlorine. So that's definitely of benefit and then bottling that. And with tap water, I'm a bit of a fan of um, filtering your water when we get it to end point. Um, as I said, you know, we, we're so fortunate in Australia. But um, keep in mind, our water has to come from a, um, somewhere like Grahamstown Dam, 
to be drinkable quality. So it's got to be fairly well chemically treated to kill any bugs or germs or, um, you know, checked for contaminants. So the water we get, I'm a bit of a fan then of, you know, filtering at endpoint and maybe buying, you know, at least one of those jugs. You know, they're, they're probably the easiest option is to buy one of those jugs. They're about $56 with a filter and then put oh, your right, water yep. in, use that. Um, yep. And I'll be talking more about different styles of filters, com- filters coming up. But long story short, um, I would definitely be trying to filter that water coming in. Thank you very much, Ben. And good afternoon, Sharia Duns Creek. You've got some water concerns for Peter as well. Yeah, just a few. Um, I, being out here in the sticks, um, we are tank water. Is uh, uh, I don't have like a hell of a lot of traffic go past my house, so there's a bit of dirt that gets on the roof. Other than that, what other chemicals possibly are in that rainwater, and do, should I filter that, or am I just good to keep sculling that down because it's really good? Well, look, um, the it's interesting. One of the the worst toxins around these days like the highest source of toxins um is being suggested is still um stuff that's in the air so things like um diesel exhaust fumes etc so we're sort of it's unfortunate that like pretty everywhere pretty much everywhere these days there's going to be pollution um i would still and it depends on you know what what ends up on your roof um if there's a lot of dust or, or dirt in the area um look you could get your water tested you know, yep. there's companies around that will test your water, um, yep. particularly for things like heavy metals would be the main thing that I'd be concerned about. Yep. And as far as airborne toxins, like in, you know exhaust fumes and diesel and um, stuff like that, I think I'd probably still filter the water as well. But I'd definitely start by getting your water tested, particularly for yep. heavy metals. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, is there any merit, because when, when we do run out of water, it comes from the mains system yes Um, why does that make a difference in me drinking it because i find that i'm more thirsty um like uh, like i've had a beer or something i've got that dry parchy mouth and if i do drink it for an extended period of time i'll start to get a bit of a headache like almost a dehydrated feeling okay if that is if if you're drinking tap water compared to if i drink town yeah town water water. as opposed to the, the tank water yeah look i'm not sure I'm not sure. That's an interesting, interesting question. Um, yeah, look, I really couldn't help you with that one. I'm sorry. To NURFM, as we continue with uh, Peter Mullins, health and well-being. The question today, are you drinking the right water? Peter, three uh, main, I guess, types of water. Of course, we'll get into filtered water, bottled water a little later. Uh, you'd like to start with good old tap water. That is available to all of us. Is that a good place to start? Oh, look, definitely. And we're so fortunate in Australia that we can have, you know, um, water delivered to our door like we're such a great um via the tap via the tap such a great commodity um as i was saying before i just think for me personally and i guess it it is a personal matter um a lot of people are quite happy to drink tap water um but i find that you know some of the chemicals used to chemically treat that water like chlorine um in newcastle there's the 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 government or the the guidelines suggest um less than five milligrams per litre and I think Newcastle, um, from an article I was reading this morning, sits at about 1.5 milligrams of chlorine per litre. So it's not a lot of chlorine. But, um, you know, I just well, think... it's under the recommended... It's uh, under amount, the recommended yeah, safety which amount, which is good. And a lot of people will argue with it. Under the recommended safety allowance, what's the big problem? But um, for me, you know, chlorine is a, is a disinfectant. Um, and again, we couldn't have the water to our door without it. 
But if you can remove it, it seems to make sense to me. We're all chemically so much in contact with so many toxins these days that I think filtering your water is just a good first step to, um, you know, trying to tidy things up a little bit. Uh, I mean, I know we've seen sort of overseas, there's been stories in the US, for example, with, you know, uh, town water or tap water being undrinkable and all sorts of things. But at least in Australia, it doesn't appear that we're anywhere near that. Well, look, hopefully not. There's um, there's a great um, site in America called the EWG, Environmental Working Group, and they've actually got a database of water supply from all around America. And um, just some of the findings um, that they had, and this is America, this is not Australia, but they found that 81% of water systems had contem- contaminants linked to cancer, that 250 million Americans or 70% of the U.S. population is drinking hexavalent chromium, and that was the chemical made famous by Aaron Brockovich. Um, 38% of water systems contained lead at levels that may, be, may have been harmful to children, and 9.2 Americans are drinking water with unsafe amounts of nitrate, a fertiliser chemical. Um, so, you know, as I said, we're so much more fortunate in Australia, um, but I still think our water supply is not necessarily tested for all the chemicals now that are in our environment. You know, things like um, plasticizers. Newcastle Uni, I think last year or the year before, was doing research into um, plastics, very fine um, fragments of plastics in our water supply that, you know, have been linked to all sorts of, you know, endocrine disruption and hormonal disturbance. So, you know, it's all, it's like anything. It's um, worthwhile doing some reading yourself, making your own opinion, and if you're interested in filtering water, um, as I was saying before to um, Ben from Maitland, um, you know, BPA, bisphenol A, is a synthetic hormone disruptor used to make plastic. It was originally made as an estrogen supplement back in the early 1930s and then was disregarded for that, but then they found it could be easily used as a, pla- as a plasticizer. So a lot of our plastics these days have will have contained BPA. BPA can come out of these plastics into the water supply. And, you know, as I said, it's been linked to serious conditions like learning difficulties, prostate and breast cancer, altered immune system function, early puberty, increased risk of obesity. So not saying that your bottled water is going to give you those conditions, mm. but if if you've got a plastic soft, particularly soft plastics, they're saying, if it's been sitting on the tr- back of a truck in the sun... You know, if you might not get to drink it for three months or six months, then I think it's worthwhile thinking about alternatives. The other thing that concerns or it becomes a conversation piece with a lot of people with bottled water too is, is it just, um, you know, they've just filled it up with tap water. Is that the case or is it no? Is it natural spring water as is advertised? Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Like one thing, one report I read said that about 40% of bottled water is just rebottled tap water. Um, but I'm sure there would be um, mm. more regulation around what they say. But I think you've still got to you be careful where it's coming from. You know, we try and use glass to store our water in. That was another question that Ben had. Best thing to store your water in if you're filtering water and keeping it in the fridge is a glass glass bottle. And um, there's some really nice drinking bottles you can get, you know, personal carry around ones that are made of glass in that protective stuff if you drop them which i'm a bit prone yeah, the, the protective doing. stuff didn't work i had a glass one <laughs> you must have 
bounced it on the edge that wasn't protected it by the plastic. It was on carpet, mate. It was on carpet. Oh, yeah. And okay. I'm not very tall, so it wasn't exactly yeah, okay. great either. Okay, gotcha. Peter, uh, we've got some calls for you. Before we get into those, just want to quickly uh, have a touch on filtered water, because you reckon that is the way to go. Uh, in 60 seconds, why? Yes, because it's going to give you the best quality water. Mm-hmm. Yep. So three options I always say to my patients. Number one, or the, the very number one is to buy one of those jugs you can get. You know, that have a, if you've never had bought filter water, if you really want to give it a go, see if it makes a difference, you can buy one of those jugs. The cheaper the unit, the less chemicals that are removed, but it still will improve the quality. So you buy a jug, you fill it up with water out of the tap, and then you can put that into your glass, jug, glass bottles and put it in the fridge. Someone did ask me the question, though, the other day, aren't those jugs made out of plastic? So, I mean, that's a, that was a good question. Um, the second water supply and what we have at work, we have one of those... Um, bigger units that has all the layers of filtering in it and you pour your water in the top and then it comes out the bottom and again that removes a certain amount more of the chemicals in the water and probably the 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 best the cleanest water comes from what's called a reverse osmosis filter and that basically the problem with that is though that you do tend to lose a lot of the water um you lose it removes chlorine inorganic and organic contaminants as well as about 80 percent of um, the fluoride added to the water, um, and it's a little bit more expensive, but that's the better one to I love to how use. you mentioned that, oh, you lose a lot of the water. Water is cheap out of the tap. Oh, yeah, 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 but like, there's a fair <laughs> bit of water wastage in fil- using a reverse osmosis. Gotcha. Os- oh. Osmosis, rather. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Leonie from Hamilton, you have a question for Peter around purchasing water today. Peter, um, I've been a little bit confused. I've been buying the Nobles Puro um, cask water with a bladder in it yes, and a little tap, and, and I find it great because it's got um, zero quantity of all the different chemicals that they've got listed on the box. Okay, okay. Um, but the other day I couldn't get one of those, so I bought a Tasmanian brand in the large um, cask. Yes. And I can definitely taste the difference, and I just read on the box, it's got calcium 31.92, magnesium uh, 4.60, and sodium uh, 3.79 of sodium. Now, uh, how, how can this be? The other uh, Puro uh, n- notes down that there's zero of um, anything, you know, sodium, chlorides, fluorides, chlorine, aluminium, copper and potassium. They've got zero quantity of everything. Yeah, okay. And yet the Tasmanian one, I can definitely taste. I think I can taste the sodium. Sure. Well, look, what one may be more of a spring water where you're going to get all those minerals in it. And if there's no mineral content, which can be a bit of an issue as well, if there's no mineral content, then maybe it's been more like a filtered water. Thank so you. I'd, I'd, I'd check, sorry, Mark, I'd check um, the only where the water actually came from. Stick with the puro, like in the bladder, it's not going to have, hopefully, the, it, I'm sure it doesn't have the BPA concern. And um, if you're happy with that one, stick with that one. But try and find out where they both came from originally, what, what was the source. Thanks, Leonie. And our last call for today, Peter, is from uh, Linda at Berkeley Vale. Nothing to do with water at all, though, Linda, but you have had a bit of an achievement. Yes. Um, five or seven and a half weeks ago, both my husband and I quit smoking. Fantastic. So, Linda, so we're congratulations. We're ourselves and we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> so that's, that's an added bonus. Keep us updated but, on that one. <laughs> yeah, but when do you start feeling the benefits from it? Because we both feel like death warmed up. Yeah, look, I, I, if you've been a smoker for a long period of time, it can take quite a while for that. Like often smokers will sort of um, feel that they feel worse, they feel more breathless. 
they'll yes. be getting coughing up <laughs> coughing up more mucus and muck because yes. you've sort of been suppressing a lot of that function by smoking all these years. Yeah. So I would say give it twelve weeks. Yep. And you know, and really up to twelve months to really get that benefit. But even even look, even just not smoking for a day, you've done a wonderful benefit to your cell health. So it'll just take a while for that to really come through. But give it three months. Okay. All right, thank and, you. And Linda, lastly, because you're now both not spending all that time smoking, you actually have to spend more time together doing things. And I know. Not... No. I know. He <laughs> <laughs> gets cranky with me when I play on my iPad or if I read a book or anything like that. <laughs> hey, Linda, just while I think of it, two things that you both might like to try while you're coming off smoking is, number one, making sure you're taking plenty of vitamin C. Yep. Really yep. helps with detoxing. And a compound called, um, a natural product called... N-acetylcysteine. NAC is the precursor to glutathione, which is a really powerful antioxidant. So yep. I would I would get started on both some NAC and some vitamin C to help yep. with withdrawals, but to make sure that you're really starting to detox at a good level. Okay. Do you think you could do an actual program on it one day? Coming off smoking? Mm. We can definitely do a program around addiction and helping support people coming off addictions for sure. I think Linda could almost do the program by herself, Peter. <laughs> Next time you're away, we'll get Linda in. <laughs> Thank you, Linda, and indeed to all of our callers. Uh, a nice way to finish with some good news. And Peter, uh, the best advice for her and Linda and everybody else, get out and drink some water. Yeah, get out and move and drink some good quality water. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.